more of do's and don'ts and things that I've learned and um, try to save people some time, you know, from, I get, yeah, I get that some people have to learn on themselves. Um, I'm, you know, I'm kind of one of those people towards like everybody who tells me, hey, don't do this. And I'm like, ah, I don't get it. And then I do it. And I'm like, hey, don't do this. So, <laughs> um, that's just kind of how it goes sometimes. Oh, shoot. I'm rambling. I'm sorry. No, you're great. That's, uh, it's, uh, it's me and Kyle today, everybody. And we're just getting warmed up and, you know, if this is working for you. You can let us know in the comments. Um, let's see. I definitely like to check on the YouTube. It looks like we're live on YouTube, Kyle. So yeah. we're doing it. Um, oh, it's happening. So I, I really like uh, just getting my, just getting my warm ups in. I really, I honestly do this. I know it probably looks like looks like hell, but um, practicing ellipses. It's something that I, you know, that I started doing when I, I you know, went to school and. Um, and then I, I really thought it was important. Like you know, when I was when I was a teacher, I was really uh, really enjoyed doing this with uh, with my students. And so, um, well, it's just like super important um, to do like little things like this before drawing, because like if if you compare it to like working out and stuff like that, you know, you got to stretch your fingers and warm up a bit before you start getting into like the nitty gritty sometimes. Um, just being able to do like ellipses and like little figure eights and just like being able to move the hand and like I guess like various shapes and stuff like that could see helping out quite a bit. I agree. Um, kind of figure it's like I don't know. I, I don't like to I don't like to go into doing a tattoo cold. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> you're mm -hmm. like in bed, show up to the shop and you gotta like start tattooing or something. <laughs> right that's no like fun, you know no it, fun. you haven't tattooed in like a week or so like that and like you go to tattoo again you're like oh how do you do this i forgot <laughs> <laughs> well i don't know if this is you know this is how you do it but certainly you know like i kind of like you were just sort of saying that was insightful working out getting warmed up you know getting mm -hmm. your, um, mm -hmm. your eyes warm up the elbow warm up yeah. the shoulder you know exactly. get it all going well i you know i think there's a there's a big sort of deal in you know, sort of academic drawing if you're you know that you use your just your shoulder or something to draw with but mm -hmm. i think it can also be uh also be really beneficial right just to just to get it warmed up, right? Mm -hmm. Because you're gonna use your wrists a lot. You really are gonna do it. But I also mm -hmm. like to throw the pencil into my other hand and do it with the do it with my non-dominant hand as well. What? Just I know. But do you know, I want to compare this with awesome. you? Your perception. Um, ah! <laughs> All right. Well, don't look at this, gang. This is um. So, so, well, that's terrible. the thing. This is not about the quality. It is about just the motion. You know, so. Be as, yeah. make it as messy and as terrible as you want. Well, you get it, yeah, you get it out of the way, right? So that way, and then, you know, you might sort of, um, you might enjoy some of that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. That's okay. Now everybody stopped watching us. 
Uh, uh, <laughs> I hope you're <laughs> I hope you're entertained, everybody. No, and, then, yeah. and welcome to Drawing for Tattooers. I'm your host, James Wisdom. Again, if this is working for you, definitely let us know in the chat. Creatures Cave, thank you so much. Good morning to you as well. Morning, creature. Uh, yeah, uh it's uh it's Monday, September 4th, 2023. Uh, and welcome to Guy Atchison Reinventing the Tattoo Community, where tattooers, apprentices, collectors, and the curious are all encouraged to join in these live streams and to meet up with us at real world events. Um, I, I often like to share my screen at this point, and so I will, I will do that. Um, yeah. And so here we go. Right on. Yeah, so reinventing the tattoo. Uh, this is the homepage. So if you're interested uh, in joining up in some of these uh, live stream events, or of course, you can also find all kinds of educational um, content here. Uh, let's see, we, uh, you can find reinventing it also, uh, also in these fine places, uh, the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store, because of course, uh, there's a reinventing the tattoo app, which is fun. It's a, it's a really uh, convenient way to connect to the community and also to, to get your lessons in. You can put it on your device. Um, we also have a YouTube uh, channel and a Facebook page. And there's also, uh, we're also on Roku. Uh, there's 12 to 15 Roku channels uh, going on at any one given time. There's also uh, a podcast. So you can catch all of this in podcast form. You know, if you're traveling or if you just enjoy listening, uh, we try to keep it interesting. And uh, you can find the podcast at uh, all your major podcast directories, Apple, Spotify, so on and so forth. Um, right. And uh, oh, here we go. Getting some guests showing up. Um, right. You can also sign up for the newsletter at uh, reinventingthetattoo.com. Uh, no spam, just event schedule and uh, weekly live stream details. Uh, we also have professional development courses from uh, 20 world-class tattooers, and we're always updating. Um, uh, we'd like to uh, we'd like to go ahead and uh, talk about some of our weekly staple shows. Um, beginning on Sundays, we have Skill Building Sundays hosted by Jason Lister. Uh, that's followed on Mondays at 9 a.m. Drawing for Tattooers, hosted by James Wisdom. That's me. That's this show. You've made it. Uh, welcome. Uh, on also on Mondays at eleven a.m., we have the Tattoo Now show, or is it the Tattoo Weekly? Apologies, everybody. Um, I think it's Tattoo Weekly. <laughs> I think it might be the. I think it might be the Tattoo Weekly. But um, but anyway, at eleven at eleven a.m. on Mondays on reinventing the tattoo, you can you can find you can find a show. Uh, hosted by Kate Ripley, Lauren Gregory, and Fawn Baker. They're always talking about what's newest in tattoos and also uh, doing great interviews. Um, let's see. Yes. So uh, that's followed uh, 5 p.m. on Mondays. Let's talk about feelings with Robbie Ripple. And at 9 p.m. Eastern on Mondays, we have the Reinventing the Tattoo Subscribers exclusive drawing group. And that's followed on Thursdays at 6 p.m with the Tattoo Collecting 101 podcast. Uh, and so we'd, uh, we'd really like to take a moment and thank our sponsors. 
um, World Tattoo Events, worldtattooevents.com. Uh, it's the largest, most comprehensive resource for tattoo events worldwide. Lots of updates as conventions are rescheduling like crazy. So to find out the latest tattoo convention in your area, check out worldtattooevents.com. Uh, tattoo Now. Tattoo Now is technology for tattooers. It's the uh, leading edge. Scroll up all the way down here. Uh, it's, the, it's the leading edge in uh, professional development management and digital tools for tattooers of all levels. There are upgrades competitive with any CRM or mailing list software out there. So uh, again, um, check out Tattoo Now, ask for Gabe, I'll get you all hooked up. And uh, of course, we would like to uh, thank Guy Atchison for being the founder and inspiration behind Reinventing the Tattoo and the Reinventing the Tattoo community. You can learn more about Guy Atchison by visiting guyatchison.com, uh, where you can find his uh, paintings, prints, tattoo machines. You can also learn about Guy's story of being a painter navigating his way through the tattoo world. Um, like to uh, also plug me, Tattooing Wisdom is my website. You can find me on social media and uh, the internet under Tattooing Wisdom. Um, always updating, always working on the, the site. So, you know, be sure to check it out. You can uh, schedule a tattoo appointment. You can also, uh, you can also find my, my paintings as well. So um, tattooingwisdom.com, thanks for that. Uh, we've got some upcoming events I wanna also mention. Uh, the high, the high style, uh, high lifestyle show um, in Boxborough, Massachusetts, September twenty second through the twenty fourth. Um, there's also a tattoo fest, and so I'm going to be tattooing there, and uh, it's going to be a, it's going to be a blast, right? So make sure to come check it out if you're going to be in Massachusetts, um, September twenty second. Um, come learn about cannabis and also get a tattoo. It'd be awesome. Um, so uh, we also have upcoming the, the Paradise Tattoo Gathering, inspiring tattooers and collectors and the curious since 2008. It's back uh, and it's gonna be an amazing lineup of, of tattooers uh, tattooing, but also having seminars um, and just uh, sort of gen, uh, just general sort of fellowship and, and uh, you know, hanging out. Um, I've, I've never gone, I'm going this year, but I've heard that it really kind of recharges you you know, kind of like energizes you where, you know, sometimes conventions can be a little draining. This one is, is different. So, um, so yeah, want to encourage you to check out Paradise Tattoo Gathering. And uh, I think uh, with that, I think we're all set to start the show. Um, good morning, everybody. And uh, with us today, we've got, we've got a special episode of Drawing for Tattooers featuring Kyle Olson. We're going to be interviewing Kyle, and uh, we're going to be, um, you know, checking out his work, spotlighting him. And as you know, Kyle's a, is a regular on the show, so this is uh, this is really exciting to get to know you better. Um, good morning, Kyle. How are you doing? Doing great. How about you, James? I'm uh, fantastically well. Thank you very That's much. Good. That's good. That's good. And Kyle, you're out west, and it's like you actually have to get up quite early to to hang out with us. Uh, on Monday mornings. Um, yeah, but it's worth it. You know, um, if, if, if you want to make progress in things, you know, late nights, early mornings, granted within reasoning of like your health and stuff like that, you don't want to like 
completely throw yourself, you know, through the dirt, but you know, a little bit doesn't hurt. So, um, yeah, it's, it's not too, too bad. Like, you know, wake up at like five and then classes at six. Sometimes I wake at six, make up at six twenty, and I go to class at six thirty. you know? So, yeah. So it works and it's worth it. So. No, thank you for being here. Uh, we've got spirit also. Heck yeah. What's up gentlemen? How you doing? Doing great. How about you spirit? Doing great, doing great. Just uh, watering and feeding my dog. I've uh, been looking forward to this morning. I had a really, really late night at the shop last night. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, uh, I was, yeah, nah. Um, but I just couldn't, I couldn't miss today's episode. So I'm here bright and early, and I'm excited for today. Outstanding. Um, I'm just checking in the chat. Uh, Again, good morning to Creature. And but Gabe is on the line. He says he's fresh off Oppenheimer. <laughs> so, oh, is it good? I, I think, well, he's pretty excited about it. There's an exclamation point. So I think <laughs> I think he's telling <laughs> that it was a good one. Um, he's probably buzzing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe um, maybe he went and saw Barbie instead. It got him confused. I don't know. <laughs> I've heard that there's a lot of parallels between these two major blockbusters. Some are blockbusters. That's interesting. But uh, no, that's great, Gabe. Uh, you'll have to come on and give us a uh, give us a synopsis um, of this of this brand new feature film. But um, well, I'm so glad to have Kyle here. Spirit, it's great to have you. And um, Kyle, we've got some questions. Loaded up and ready. We've sharpened our knives. We're ready. Um, and so I think what I'd like to do is I'd like to uh, just kind of start off by showing um, some of your some of your work, if we can. I'm gonna I'm gonna visit your Instagram page. Yeah, go for it. Go for it. Uh, we will let's check you out. Oh my god. Awesome. I got a healed and hairy of the the Freddy Krueger, and it's it still looks it, it worked it worked. <laughs> so I was super stoked on that. I I can show you later, but yeah. Well, let's well let's check it out since we're talking about it. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Can... Gorgeous. Um, really quick. It has a it has a um, you know of course it's like a striking resemblance right to the to the character, but. Uh, but since we like to talk about art and um, tattoos and stuff here, I think what the you know the the part that I'm really uh, want to emphasize is this full range of value that you were able to achieve, all the way to you know like to saturated, hundred percent black, um, and then you also have some skin in appropriate places. Uh, mm -hmm. You know you were able to leave some skin, and it it makes a it makes a really effective highlight mm -hmm. as it were um no i just you know uh, i don't see any but i figured i'd ask is there any is there any white ink in this tattoo or is it i don't think i used any white brilliant um i think i was uh going off of the whole like um your tattoo should be like strong enough to where it doesn't really need white highlights and i think i was trying to emulate that um but yeah as far as i know um, or as far as I can remember, I don't think we used any might at all. So, um, so pulling up the other pictures of the healed wound. Where are you at? Where are you at? 
Well, you know, the things that I, you know, the, the other things that I think do that are really nice is uh, I can clearly see, you know, right here along this edge of the face, I, I'm running my cursor along it, but you can see that there's a shift in the planes because we all know that, you know, that there's like, a, there's a front of your face and then there's a side of your head, right? These are different planes, right? So however the light is shining on you, you're gonna show that difference. And I think what ends up, you know, what's what's easy to do is to, to you know, that delicate relationship can be easy to, to um, uh, I, to distort, right? You can, you can, you can forget it. You can omit it. You can also sort of mess it up by going too strongly. And so there's mm -hmm. a really nice harmony here and, you know, and how the planes are shifting because there's a little bit of this light here, you know, over on the, we call it the superciliary crest, right? The, mm -hmm. the, the brow ridge. And then, you know, right here on the zygomatic arch, the, you know, the cheekbone, you can see a little bit more of it, so on and so forth. Um, so they're very nicely sort of handled, sort of shifting of the planes. Um, and then you can even see it's extending up here into the hat, right? There's the same phenomenon happening where we have a front of the hat and then a side of the hat and, and you, you know, you've given us that. Um, it's mm -hmm. very nice. Um, anyways, yeah, that's the, you know, you know, want to point to these things that are, that are really excellently handled in here. But I also like, because it's a tattoo, I also like this, this, this edge. It's a little bit, you know, it's, it's just some lost edges and stuff that are happening. Mm -hmm. um, it gives us a little bit of flow mm -hmm. over here on the, um, well, it's, it's on, it's on my left side. So uh, very nice. Yeah, that, it, it was a, from, from the like tattooing side of things, like um, the things that I liked about it and I thought was really fun is like, I tried to put, as much emphasis on the right eye as I could make that more of the focal point, like compared to like the left eye and stuff like that. Um, so I try to make that as like as close to the picture as I absolutely could um, just to make sure that, you know, it works out. Cause like the, the other eye, like on the, the left one, it's in the dark and the shadow. So it's going to be a lot more soft edges and stuff like that. So I think that's one thing that also helps out the, the whole balance of the whole piece towards this, like, um, like the visual balance where there's like quite a bit of like light and skin tone and then there's quite a bit of dark around it and stuff like that. Um, so I think that's that's one thing that helped it um, stand out a bit more um, than just making everything the same tone and stuff like that. Like, I don't know, it's, it's, it's hard sometimes for me to like, to rear back and be like, I don't have to put detail in every single inch of skin, even mm. though, you know? Um, and, and it's, it's, I still practice it and I still try to work with it towards just like, I got to keep in mind of the skin tone, um, and make sure that that's being utilized as well. Cause I'm so used to putting detail everywhere and it just becomes dark and flat. So, um, that's, that's one thing that I definitely, uh, focused on as well with this piece. Um, yeah. Yeah, Spirit, you want to jump in at all? You you have any um, you have any questions about this piece for Kyle? Um, I I'm just I'm just here listening. Um, okay. Uh, I just think it's I mean I just think it's a really beautiful piece. Um, but just like you said, like I really do because you kind of want to know what differentiates between 
you know, like a super hyper realism piece and one that Joe did down the street. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and sometimes it's not easy to tell exactly what the difference is, you know. Um, but yeah. you're right. You know, you 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 are really like concerned with like like you can see the the bone here, like right above his eyebrow and 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 where it turns into the for the forehead. You know what I mean? Like you're really, really meticulous about the actual shape and the form. But when you said that you don't have to put shading in every inch, how do you reconcile with um, just the complete saturation? Because I've been working, I've been trying to work on wall-to-wall saturation lately. Mm -hmm. Um because I'm, you know, focusing on like a more neo-traditional style. Yeah. Um, but how do you, because, okay, so right next to the ear, there doesn't seem to be anything there. No, no. Yeah, there's, there's, there's nothing there. Okay. Um, I guess like, um, in, okay, sorry. You keep going. Go ahead, go ahead. Oh, no, no. Uh, so I, I, don't, I don't, what, what's the. Is, is saying, it, yeah, yeah. So the question, the question is, um. Like when when do you know and enough's enough? You know what I'm saying? Like when when do you when do you say okay, this I'm not put, gonna put anything by that here because it's fine. I mean, like yeah, it's like really figuring out like your value scale um, when it mm -hmm. comes to um, the the tattooing side of things um, and knowing when. Um, like it, it's super, super bright. Cause this is a lot more higher contrast. And I've had talks with like Kevin Patrick about um, information, but um, on this one, um, let me pull up the reference because that will probably help me <laughs> explain things. Uh, I don't know where it's at. I will find it, but um, gosh, flustered. Um, but it's just like the, the lightest lights, you know, like, and you can't really just pack white everywhere for your, like your lightest lights. Um, because like sometimes, you know, the white doesn't always hold up the best over time. Um, but to, yeah. And so it's like the, the lightest lights, like basically if I was to do this on like a black piece of paper, all the areas that I would just like pencil in on with white and make them like the highlights, I just use that as skin tone, um, for like the, uh -huh. so, so like in portraits and stuff like that, um, if, if I wanted to, um, I could have left it all like this. And um, with the white highlights using the, the pri your priority and reserve and just did the highlights like on the right eye and then just maybe like a tooth or two down there, just tiny little white highlight dots or whatever and stuff like that. Um, that, that I feel like tattooing wise, that, that's, that's a good balance, you know, to where um, you're not using white all over the place to, to where it flattens out. And then um, you're able to build more emphasis on your focal points, you know, such as like the, the side of the mouth and the eye um uh, within the whole design uh so so being able to uh take your um reference um and 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 understanding this is one concept that has really been helping me and i've been really really working on is that mm -hmm. your reference is your reference and your tattoo is your tattoo they're not the exact same thing so to take the information from the reference and put it onto the tattoo there there has to be subtle changes within that um because mm. they're not the exact same thing um you know like yeah we're trying to replicate the reference but we're trying to replicate the reference on skin 
Um, so we're not just right. on another piece of paper, you know, we're not just copying that. So it's like a different medium. So there's going to be different rules and things that we need to work with and follow within. Because um, uh-huh. there's been a couple tattoos to where I'll be, you know, going off of a reference and everything like that. And I'm getting pretty close, like say like 75, 80% done. I'll turn off my reference. I'll get the reference out of the way and then just focus on the tattoo itself. Um, oh, that's what's up. You know, so where it's, it takes me away from not- replicate this exact image and i'm trying to make a better tattoo if that makes sense i love that um let's let's check out another one is there is there one of them that uh that you want to that you'd like for us to look at or talk about specifically maybe Um, something totally different yeah pick pick something man i'm 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 down to talk about whatever and they're all i mean i I love all these all these pieces um well how about uh how about this one yeah dang, man. that was that was a few years ago like if i could handle that differently gosh probably would have made like the smaller him in the car and everything like that like maybe a little i don't know man i don't know definitely make the street a lot less saturated with like our uh intensity wise probably take that down a bit so it looks a little bit more like a road but um i think this was like one of my first few attempts at like a color portrait um it's become such like a, a pop culture image that it's like not so much like a portrait portrait you know to where i'm able to kind of work with it and um so it takes the stress off of trying to replicate the exact same like um thing in the reference because yeah color portraits are just a whole different ball game like holy cow i have so much respect for people that can knock that stuff out of the ballpark um but yeah i, I think on this one i kind of did the same thing to where a lot of the white was just skin tone and then um like the eyelashes have some white highlights on there and i think there's some white highlights like on the forehead um stuff like that so so yeah utilizing the skin a bit more um Um, yeah, it was a fun piece. Um, I'd seen it quite a bit and I had a client that wanted to get it. So I'm like, cool, let's rock and roll, man. Let's, let's try it out. So. Well, I, I like, go ahead, Spirit, what are you saying? I was going to say, yeah, you did your thing on that one. And, uh, I really like the composition too, that like, you know, uh, that's something that I've been, I've been trying to work on. I just got, um, uh what's his name mike devry's let's get real book um mm-hmm. and uh there's a little passage in there that kind of helped me put together sleeves uh better and it just said to put things at the bottom it said two things it said put things at the bottom in front and things that, that the, the higher it gets you put them behind things and when you have something that's going on the lower part of the arm, you make it bigger, almost to the size of what it would be on, you know, the fatter part of the arm. Uh, you know, just just to make things look more proportional. How, what do you find that, like, when you're putting together these larger pieces, uh, what, what kind of things are you trying to kind of keep in mind when you're putting together these? that are going to go, they're going to pass over like two or three muscles. 
Um, I guess the I don't know. Like I, I look at it like at, around this time, I was looking at the 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 piece, like the, that's the piece of paper, like the width of the arm, how it rounds out a little bit and just kind of visually where you see the arm and stuff like that. Like that's the plane. And that's I got kind of stuck on procreate a little too much um, on that side of things. So um the whole like layering, like you said, um, it definitely works really, really well for tattooing and the arms and stuff like that. Um and then well, I guess like a, a thing to keep in mind when you're doing stuff like this is like the visual balance of it to where um, the the bigger image and the smaller image kind of equal each other out, if that makes sense, um, to where um, there's a lot of detail on the bottom side and everything like that. And there's a lot going down there and it kind of equals out the same like mm. amount of information on the top, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, it does. It does. You know? um... Can I uh, uh, elaborate on that just in, in the terms that I understand it? Because it looks like um, the Fibonacci is like kind of like the golden spiral. Like we're, I, I'm just kind of trying to understand where, you know, there's a lot of information on the smaller area, but it's all it's all very proportional to each other. Mm-hmm. And then when it moves up into the larger area, there's still a lot of information, but it's spread out. Yeah, I guess. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say it. it Almost seems like the the smaller image. It's like a higher contrast. You know what I mean? Um, to where it's like dark and then really light behind it. So like that's you know that's eye catching. But then there's also like the face. Like you can actually see a human face behind it, which is also eye catching. So it's like, I guess trying to equaling out, um, both sides of the story. I guess I don't know how else to put it to where it's like it demands so much attention and then this demands so much attention that it just kind of equals out. It balances itself out. Um, I don't know how else to put it. I don't. You're doing a great job, by the way. I just want to let you know. Okay. Yeah. I just, sometimes I ramble and like, I start making no sense. I just, I'm going to ask multiple times, like, Hey, did I explain that? Okay. (laughs) Like, so, um, but yeah, like it's the, there's so many, so much, there's so much information of this freaking job it's insane it's so cool though <laughs> i know i know that's the cool thing about it you know what i'm saying like yeah. you, for dick, you know what i mean like i was talking to my aunt uh who's 99 and uh and she's as sharp as a tack and uh, i was like what's your secret you know she was just like you just gotta keep your brain you, you, you gotta you know keep learning stuff you know keep mm-hmm. keep tinkering with stuff and that's just one of the reasons i just love tattooing oh yeah 100 percent, 100 percent you know, you, you're working on like perfecting a craft that you can just sit there and practice every little different thing about art itself. And I don't, that it's like trying to read every single book that has ever been made or trying to watch every single movie that's ever been made. Like, no, not gonna, not gonna happen, but you can try. Right. <laughs> so what are your thoughts? James? And then, uh, uh yeah. Well, I was just going to say that I really like uh, the, I like all the comments, you know, that Spirit made all the insights uh, that you mm-hmm. gave us about it. Um, it's, uh, it is a very, uh, is very dramatic, you know, uh, composition, right? It's, you know, sort of a collage. And, and I think that, that that's really interesting. Um, and I also appreciated how you, you know, like, because it's very well done, you know what I mean? It's, it's also, uh, you know, it's, it's very well handled but you also were able to say, well, I would do this and this. So you learn from it. 
Mm-hmm. Right? This isn't the, you know, this isn't, um, uh, I, I guess that's, that's a part of the, you know, this humility that we've all come to know and love about you, Kyle, is that, you know, you're always interested in, you know, getting some critique and, and bettering your, you know, perfecting your craft as it were. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I think, uh, I, I guess I really like, you know, um, I really like hearing, you know, what you, what you think about it. Um, cause again, like, uh, me and spirit could probably just, uh, you know, gush about, <laughs> about how nice this is all day together. But I, but I think that the way that you handle it, you know, is, uh, um, I, I think it's, it's very informative or it's very like, uh, um, it, it's good, right. It's good to see how, how, you know, your humility in it, but of course you're proud of it. You're showing, uh, you know, you're showing this work off, you know, it's, this is advertisement for you, but then again, you know, there's a, uh, there's a real sort of desire to, um, you know, to, to keep moving forward. Just yeah. like this example of like, you know, how do you keep, how do you keep interested? How do you get, how do you stay young even as you, uh, you know, cause we're always, uh, right. As, uh, as young as we'll ever be, you know, we all, and we're always the, you know, the oldest we're, <laughs> you know, we've ever been <laughs> yeah. right? every day, every day yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I, I really like this piece. I wanted to, you know, I want to, we want to spotlight you, Kyle. We want to try to show some of the, you know, some of these really amazing things. Well, we've, we've looked at a couple of tattoos. Um, Let's see. I wanted to. I wanted to show a drawing, and and one. This is one of the first drawings of yours that I had a chance to see. Um, yeah. Love this one. This was. Uh, we did this as a as a uh, like an assignment in our reinventing course. Right? Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was like one of the first few um, assignments that we did, and it's like you know it's new, and I'm like, holy cow! I talked to Guy Atchison. That what? And I'm like, I'm, he's going to be seeing this, you know? So it put this insane amount of pressure. And I just, I, I, I yeah, I just, I tattooed. As soon as I was done tattooing, I would draw on this, you know, and just kind of repeat that all week until, um, you know, I had to turn it in and just, yeah, it was a lot of fun. And um, the the people I was working with at the time, they, they, they helped out, you know, going in for critiques and stuff like that. Like it helps out so much, you know, because I see this, I've been staring at the same four walls all day. And, you know, you kind of forget what pictures are there. And then somebody else can come in the room and be like, oh, well, what about this picture? You know, like, well, what about this wall? You know, and you're like, ah, shoot, I didn't even think of that because I've been just staring at it, you know, all day long. And I just, yeah, like, it's like your brain glazes over, I guess for me anyways. Um, I don't, I don't know. It's like everybody sees something just a little bit different. And to be able to see that person's insight and try to see what they see um kind of changes things up to where it helps you see like oh yeah yeah I do need to do that you know stuff like that so it's a it's not so much like a criticism as it is like asking for help I guess in a way um to where it's like hey um is this looking okay for you and it's like well you know that flower just looks like it's a little bit off like well what do you mean and you know just being able to work with that helps out so so much you know um that's that's why I'm totally like down to get critiqued all the time uh, and I have no issue with it anymore you know when it first started like oh you know it was it was hard it was really really hard it was very difficult um to take criticism um for me because like it's this is you you know you're putting yourself um onto paper essentially you know you're putting yourself out there and for somebody to be like well I don't like this it's like 
at the beginning, it's like, oh, well, does that mean I'm, I'm terrible at this, you know, type of thing, but that's just, what's like, you know, um, and so to, to, to work with it and get more criticisms and understand that it's just, it's helping. It's not, you're not doing anything wrong. You're trying to, you know, get better at something. And that, that takes, you know, criticism and it takes uh, insight from other people. And so to, to, to make this grow, because um, I remember when I first drew this, the neck was way too short and um, it looked more like a duck than it did a swan. And I uh, took it to uh, the gentleman I was working with at the time. He's like, he's like, hey, you, you know, really emphasize that neck on the, you know, the swan neck. It's long, you know, really use that. And it's like, oh, yeah, huh? Because I had it pretty short, like more like a duck. And then like it would I probably would have drawn a duck. And without the insight, I actually was able to create a swan, you know, type of thing. So, you know, Chris is like, oh, my God, this is the best swan I've ever seen in my entire life. You know? Yeah. But like, I don't know, like I tell my clients all the time, be picky with me, you know, critique the crap out of my, my stuff. Like, if you have a question about anything, want to move anything, whatever, let me know. Let's talk about it. Um, right. Like, and the thing is, Kyle, you know, I think another thing is to, to, to add to that is like, like, you know, the client doesn't know how to articulate what their brain should be saying, but an artist does. Yeah. You know, um, they're like, it looks great. It looks fine. You know what I'm saying? You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I think the, the, you know, a lot of us old school, you know, people who have been raised on the old school mentality, it's like, did, did the client like it? That's all that matters. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but, you know what I'm saying? No, it's, 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 uh, you know, what do my peers think about it? You know, what do my contemporaries mm-hmm. say, you know, that's, mm-hmm. that's important. Yeah. And like, then what's well, like, yeah, the client side of things, it's like, you're asking them to move an arm that they've never moved in their entire life. You know, so um, I, 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 I hear and I kind of see frustration within the community sometimes of like people being like, oh, like my client did this and oh, my client did that. And you just didn't know. Da, 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 da. It's like, dude, they don't they don't know. They don't know. All this they have no idea. Yeah. You know, the, the clientele is like the real rock stars of this whole situation um, compared to, to us for trying to create uh, something that's going to last for them their entire life they're they're gonna learn new things you know they're you're gonna give them the information like hey this is kind of something we need to look out for because of reason a b and c you know and yeah it's like hey you know you've never used this arm before you know draw me something with it it's like no it's not gonna happen you know so it's Mm -hmm. you know it it definitely got to learn a lot of patience sometimes um which is good you know um I'm not gonna lie you know sometimes you know some clients can get you know frustrating but like it's the light at the end of the tunnel, you know, to where it's just like, hey, it's part of the process. It's going to be okay. You know, we got to work together. You know, sometimes you clash with people, but you still got to make it work, you know, type of thing. Um, it's, a, it's a relationship of sorts. Um, That's real. You know, uh, a really weird, like, one night stand, you know, to where, you know, nobody leaves the next day with, you know, the woohoos, but um, they, they leave with a tattoo, you know? So, um, right. it's 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 an interaction you know you got to take as much care with it as you can and, and I think I mean, like, you got to leave that client better you know what i'm saying like you, you i think that you know you can educate that client now to where now that client the next time they, if they don't get tattooed by you they get tattooed by somebody else now they're just mm-hmm. a little bit more educated now they're just a little bit more of a better client now 
mm-hmm. you know, because you've been there for them. You didn't go, you know, bitch and moan to somebody else about it. You just sat there and mm-hmm. you were patient with them. Yeah. Yeah. Like I've, I've, I've gotten clients or people that want to come get tattooed oh. by me just by being like, uh, oh, do you guys have time today? And be like, oh, I'm sorry. We don't, you know, type of thing. And then like, um, oh, we sorry. talk about what they want to get. <laughs> and, then, um, <laughs> and then, um, Oh gosh, where's I? Yeah, yeah. Like the we'll talk about like what they want to get and be like, no, I don't have time right now. Right now. And then like I know like going to another place is a, totally an option. It's a total. They're gonna do it because they want to get tattooed. But that doesn't mean I can't be like, hey, all right. So from here on out, when you go to other shops, look at their liner, look at their shading, look at their color pack. You know, like educating them and be like, hey, just don't go for like the cheapest thing. Like look at the portfolios and not so much just look at the portfolios. Like how to look at the portfolios. Um, I've gotten clients from just talking to them over the phone, you know, um, they'd be like, Oh, well, you know, and I educate, you know, I talk to them about it. Um, and they're like, Oh, you know what? I'm just going to, you know, come to you, you know, type of thing. Um, sometimes I'll wait. And sometimes I just never see him again, but it's, it's still an opportunity, I guess, of sorts, not so much just a, a task. So, um, really working with clientele and talking to clientele is like it's not the small one is it it's it's the small one it's the small one that's very very generous i think of you yeah to, absolutely uh, to, to really you know to take that time you know especially you know you could be busy you could actually be doing a tattoo at that moment you know what i mean but to actually to care about the your potential client or just the other person Mm-hmm. that's uh um that's something that we can all take from um just to make sure right that we uh you know that we treat other people as an ends in themselves right they're not mm-hmm. just uh, you know mm-hmm. they're not just your paycheck you know what i mean no yeah uh, they they are they they matter they count uh and um you know the more that you uh the more that you give probably the more that you you know probably end up receiving and i think that's uh um, it's a really great way to look at it. So, you know, I'm glad, I'm glad that you sort of also see the benefits, right? You get clients because of this generosity. And that's yeah. Because really yeah, yeah, you're just, you're just taking care of what you're doing. You're being careful. Um, I've definitely been you're that tattoo artist where it's just a you check. Type of thing at the end of the day. Um, I've, I've definitely done that and I've been that person and it's miserable. It is terrible. It's just like, Oh, all I do is draw for people the set, you know, in and out. Like that's, they're just a paycheck. It's like, I'm, I'm clocking in, I'm not clocked in mentally. And then I just clock out for the day, you know, type of, it's, it's, it's miserable. It's not fun. Um, and so to, to push myself to be more interactive and to take more insight um, into people really taught me how much I forgot being a client was compared to being the artist because we're artists all the time you know rarely rarely are we the client so to to be able to put yourself back in those shoes of like being a client and not really knowing a whole lot um, about the tattoo industry and stuff like that and tattoos are rad tattoos are awesome I don't know anything about it they look pretty you know so to have that excitement you know because like people people wait months to do this thing and for them to show up and then just be like, Meh, get the tattoo done and then kick them out the door. And like, that's it. Like, that's terrible, you know, because I know there's quite a few artists. Uh, there's one client that I talked to um, at the collective, which we'll talk about later because collectives are awesome. Um, 
but he was, I was talking to him and he was uh, talking about how the artist that he was going to for this tattoo had like flaked on him like two times in a row. So it's like, okay. And um, I think he finally got in and took some time and scheduling and stuff like that, but he did finally get in and stuff like that. And that's why I talked to him about it. It's just like, why, why are you going back to him? And basically the, the, the conversation went to is because like from what I took from it, which I guess is selfish of me, not even the answer, but like it's, they enjoyed their time with that person more than the artwork, if that makes sense. Um, wow. Which is the thing, you know, to where uh, if it's this experience and you want it to be fun and have a great time, that some some people are more worried about the experience than like the the techno the t- the precision of the tattoo. You know what I mean? Which is fine. There's nothing wrong with it. You know, like somebody can get a tattoo that we know that's could have been better, but it's they're proud of it. Let them be proud of it. You know, but don't sweat off my back. You know, it's, yeah, it could have been done better, but what does it matter? They, that makes that person feel good. They had a great time getting that tattoo. And so that's, it's hard. It is so hard being a tattoo artist because you got to worry about how good the design is. You got to make sure you're pushing yourself um, to make sure your, your piece is more dynamic um, design-wise. And then you come to the tattoo part and you got to make sure that you're applying the tattoo correctly and everything's at the correct depth and you're not causing too much trauma and, all the shading's good, line work's good, like everything there. And then you got to take care of the person um, while they're in your care, um, making sure that you're not causing all the trauma to the skin and that they're doing okay and that they're taking care of their time. And then you've also got to make sure you then you get to drop a bunch of information on them on how to take care of this tattoo. And it's, it's, it's not easy, you know, it's, it's definitely a difficult job, but I think the benefit is, is it's one of those jobs that you never stop learning. It's not making a cheeseburger, you know, it's the same cheeseburger every day, you know, not saying anything bad about, you know, people that work there, um, but just that process. Um, It's just, yeah. Yeah. I guess that's kind of like the balance of it all (laughs) for for me, at least. Um, Cause yeah, it's just, there's so much to learn. It's so much fun. It'll never stop being fun. Been tattooing for 13 years now and I feel like I'm just starting again, you know, type of thing, like still an apprentice. <laughs> so, um, I think that's, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, I take in solace in knowing that I know nothing. Yeah, I nice. definitely think that, uh, you know, I definitely think that you do a great job of, of uh, can we talk about, do you layer do you layer with your, uh, with your, like, let's go to the old man and the hourglass, if you would. Oh, the father time. Yeah. Is that a new um, one or is that? Um, I think it's a bit older. I think it's, okay. I don't know if it's pinned on top. Oh, excuse me. Um, not that old man. There we go. Left right there. Is it Charles Darwin? Yeah. Basically, it, uh, my, it was on my cousin Tyler. Um, and he has like a mother. It is. That was a joke. I get it now. I'm sorry. I'm slow. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was on my uh, cousin Tyler. Um, but what, what, what? And so you're asking about layering? Yeah, layering. Like, cause, um, do do you do you layer? And I guess uh, they call it some some people call it underpainting. You know, like you go in there with a light, and then you. I 
that I've understood that a lot of painters do, like oil painters and people who do a lot of acrylic stuff. They layer, and that's how they get that that, that saturation. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I understand the question now. My brain was in a different area. Um, so with 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 what I've been learning with layering the black and gray itself is a lot kind of like sketching, you know, to where you go in light and then you slowly build it up. You know, granted, sometimes you don't have to worry about that. It's not that way all the time for everything. But um, like, say, like his, his cheek going right there. Like I would go in there with like a medium or something um, and just kind of build it up a little bit and get it to where it's like decent. And then I would just go somewhere else and start working on something else. I think. I try to prevent myself from getting frustrated, which is, you know, a different thing. Um, but what it, what, what, what that I feel like it does is that it gives the skin time to calm down a little bit to where you can go back in there and you're not trying to do too much all at once, you know? So you give your, your the skin some, that breathability within the layering process. So you go in with like the tone that you want and then you need to blend it out or darken it up a little bit here. Definitely give it time to breathe for a little bit before you go back in there. Like don't, don't expect to get everything done at once. So, I, um, so when the skin has got those, when you can really see the follicles and it's swollen, uh, I used to think that and when it's like that, you know, you can't really go into it very much more. But what I'm starting okay. to learn is that, like, right when you see that, like, that's actually, that's when you should just let it chill. And then you can come back to it and then, and then keep layering it. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, like you can definitely do, um, like, if you want to, and if you're able to, because we're not always able to, like in a perfect world, you'd be able to all the time, but like, take some like back team max and, you know, get a foam uh, dispenser, and then just take a little bit of that, rub it on there, and then just put like saran wrap over top of it, and then just go work on something else, you know, give that time, give that skin time to breathe and to calm down and let it do its thing, like you, if it's swollen, you know, everything's, you know, kind of, you know, everything's swollen. It's going to be harder to get um, ink in there um, for sure. And it just makes it more complicated. And you're trying to force something to happen that doesn't want to happen yet, you know? So you kind of just got to let it be. You got to work with what's there. Not, you can't force it to do what you want, you know? Mm-hmm. Philosophy. Um, <laughs> so um, yeah, definitely with the layering process, I slowly build up. I go from light to dark on the majority of things. Um, if the area dark, itself is dark, then yeah, of course, I don't have to worry about going light to dark. But um, when it comes to like facial features and building up creases and cracks and this, that, and the other thing, it's definitely a build up process. And that was one conversation because with uh, Kevin Patrick, I had um, amazing, amazing black and gray artist. Um, and he, 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 started talking about this. I'm like, Oh dude, I haven't done that in forever. Cause like when I first started my apprenticeship and everything like that, that's how I was taught um, to handle black and gray. And then it got into like, Oh, finish as you go along type of thing. And I just kind of stuck with that too much. Um, but definitely oh. like building things up and just kind of going with the process instead of like trying to force everything to get done at once, you know, like it, it helps my black and gray and like, yeah. Is it the greatest for the client? Like, no, going back to something I really haven't hit in like 20 minutes. I apologize. It's got to happen. I'm sorry. You know, um, we're both in this together. We'll make it, you know, type of thing. Uh, sometimes you got to do it. You know, if it, if it makes the finished product better, you know, do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's good. That's yeah, yeah, that's, that is good. I, I really appreciate um, that insight. And I think that uh, that's a great, answer to 
to what spirit was talking about. Like that's, that's the underpainting part. I, isn't it right? Like you, you essentially fully build up, you only go as hard as, as you have to. Yeah. Right. And then you can go back. Mm-hmm. If you know, if you're like using as low of a power as you possibly can, just to get the ink kind of in there. Yeah. You can, you can, you can have, you can, you can hit a few more times set, let the saturation sort of build up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, every, every instance is probably going to, it's going to call for a particular technique and only mm-hmm. experience is really going to, you know, give mm-hmm. that to you. But I, but I think that's a, that was a really great way to, to talk about it. Um, I, I think I wanted to, uh, well, I wanted to ask you a little bit about, um, you know, how did you, how did you get started in tattooing? What was it that, uh, oh. What what got you into this this line of work, as it were? Gosh, them them terrible, awful tattoo magazines. You know, going to like a place called those Hastings. I don't know how far out those are, but they were. Uh, it's one of those uh, stores that has like you know your movies and then like your music and then like all your little random things. You know, type of thing store. Um, I would go to Hastings um, quite a bit, and I would go in the back next to the pornography where the tattoos magazines were because they're just as bad. Um, I would go back there uh, and look at just tattoos all the time. And even in high school, you know, looking at tattoos is, you know, just, this is just such a, it was such a cool thing when I was younger. Um, Granted, once I got out of high school, I didn't have the opportunity yet um, to get into it. It took me a bit, like I tried starting an apprenticeship a few times and it just wouldn't, it wasn't working out at home yet. Um, So I wasn't able to, but then um, like, the the housing market just kind of crashed and like businesses started shutting down and stuff and so like the business I was working at um, <laughs> um I was working back and I tried to work front whatever uh being a server because like I was working there I wanted to know everything but whatever um it was kind of funny because I'd served they let me serve one day and then they shut down the the store the restaurant the next day I, I'm guessing I didn't do that well <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but yeah um I just I was like I'm not really doing anything, man. You know, like I got nothing going on. So like, why not? And so I started going back at it. Um, there was a, a, a gentleman that I went to high school with, um, Arnie Wells. Holy cow, the motorcycle stuff he's doing now is so cool. Um, I asked him a few times and he already had, a, you know, a few apprentices and stuff like that. So it never worked out. And then um, I went in one day because like persistence, you know, give it time, let it breathe, go back in that thing um there was a another artist at his shop um and his name is aramis um and as far as i knew he stopped tattooing um because he had his own shop for a bit and that's where i got one of my tattoos from was from him and dude, he's such a killer artist he's so good um his stuff is so awesome and i owe i owe a lot to that dude for teaching me um you should definitely bring up his work if you can james um what's his name uh aramis a-r-a m-i-s and then w let's see changed his name period oh right there aramis wgf down there uh second one down right there this guy yeah yeah so this is the dude that taught me. I owe a lot to this guy. Um, he taught me art. He taught me a lot about art. 
and he taught he showed me he taught me a lot about being a tattoo artist um because yeah just this the stuff that he can do tattooing wise it was always it was always just it was cool like i do a tattoo he'd show i'd show up you know we critique and everything like that and then he would do a tattoo and i'm just like holy shit dude how the hell are you doing that you know thing and like his personal artwork and his digital art is just it's just so he's he's really really good at what he does um and and you know his his yeah his his artwork is just bonkers like look at that some sick biomech stuff that's for yeah sure. yeah 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 he 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 did so much biomech he still does hopefully um and it's just he just he kicks so much blood at it like he's so rad at it um and it's not all he can do. He can do biomech. He can do portraits. He can do basically whatever you throw at him, you know. And it's 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 really cool. Oh, was he able to actually tattoo that skull on the right on the chest, right next to it? Or is that because I remember him drawing? Oh, he did. Look, it's I remember there. him drawing that up. Look at that. That's so. But yeah, um, I definitely owe a lot of thanks to that guy. Taught um, me. Well, that's, I think that's, that's interesting. And to, you know, to kind of go back to, um, to go back to this idea, you know, working with people and stuff, um, you wow. work at a shop called Trinity Art Collective. Mm-hmm. Now this is a, this is a collective versus mm-hmm. a tattoo shop. What's the difference with that? What do you, um, well, what is- <laughs> For, for me personally, the difference comes when um, when I worked at WGF in Idaho Falls, um, we all had our own individual rooms, our own individual booths and stuff like that. Our own, like we could make an area our own, our own creative space. We could control that area. We could make it look however we want, stuff like that, like, like that, you know, awesome, um, which was cool. Did that for years. Um, and we tried to handle it, I guess, like a collective as much as we could. Um, but with the hard part to that is like everybody having their own individual rooms, like there would be days to where you would barely see any coworkers. You'd be working all day. They'd be working all day. You you'd barely see anybody. So it's like it, I guess like after a while I started feeling like um, I was in my own little shop within a shop, which yeah, I'm personal contractor, which makes sense. But like, I don't know. I just, I don't know how to describe it specifically. Um, and compared to the, the place that I'm working now is an open floor plan and everybody's in the same room. You know, you, you bring your chair out and everything out when it's, you, you know, when it's time to tattoo. And then when you're done tattooing, you put that stuff right back, you know, next to the wall. Um, I think there might be a picture. Let me look it up um, of the shop itself. But I guess for me, the difference between like a street shop or like, I guess it's like, like a custom shop, but like everybody's like just really working together, um, which is, which is awesome. Um, cause like the thing that I enjoy about the open floor plan is that people are more prone to swing by and look at your tattoo and talk about it and stuff like that. And, um, you're able to talk to them right next to you and stuff like that. And you're able to ask for, you know, help or insight or anything like that at any time when people are tattooing or not, um, and just really working together and really listening to each other, um, helps out, helps me out immensely. You know, it's something that I've needed. And I guess the difference with that compared to like, I guess like a hardcore street shop would just be like a paycheck, you know, going in, 
you do the flash and you leave for the day, you know, you check in, check out. Um, so to take that and then be able to, and I'm pretty, there might be custom shops just like that to where it's just like they give the person a paycheck and, or whatever, you know, I, I get if I'm making sense, but I don't know. It's just different. Like everybody, you know, you pay your booth rent um, and you just, you're able to do your thing, but have people kind of check out what you're doing and talk about it and um, grow with it. Cause I like talking to my wife about tattoos. And then um, one of my coworkers, Christian talking to him about tattoos and like design work and stuff like that. You know, they're, they're very insightful. Um, and it's just like, Oh crap. I didn't even think of that, you know, and, which is huge, which is awesome, which I love, you know? Um, so I just, yeah, just, being stuck in your own echo chamber can kind of get boring, I guess, after a while. Um, like, yeah, I can't stress enough the insight for everybody. So just to be able to have a lot more opportunity to interact with others um, for your for your work. I guess that that's more of a collective to me compared to everybody's just like an employee. I have no idea if that makes sense, but yeah, that's, that's where it works with me. It makes a lot of sense, okay. I think. You know, uh, um, and that's, I think that's exactly what I was, uh, I was curious about, you know, I'm so glad to get that insight into this. Um, like you said, there's all sorts of different ways that people mm. work, they find this work. Mm. And um, it, it really does sound like, um, almost like being like actually being your own shop within the shop is, a, it, it does allow you to be more, uh, you know, communal. Mm-hmm. Right, right. instead of it you know instead of uh so just being like you know just the traditional model like everybody's in their own cubicle and stuff mm-hmm. um you actually you know you all are you have open floor plan and these sorts of things mm-hmm. i think that can be really nice way to go but again you probably you really have to find a great mix there has to the mix has to be right mm-hmm. um, for, that mm-hmm. to, for that to really flourish and so oh yeah 100 it's 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 crazy to go like to have to be in an environment and to see how positive and fruitful it can be and then to have one little change and how much it can change the dynamic of that situation like it's huge you know um and then it's just another another fire that you either got to put out or another challenge you got to another mountain you got to climb you know type of thing but it's yeah i have no idea it's hard to do yeah it is, you know, it is, it's, it can be very daunting, you know, you uh, you really got to swallow your pride and here you go, or just, you know, put your, um, you know, put your big girl pants on, <laughs> yeah, and, right. uh, you know, you really do have to, uh, you know, swallow that ego mm-hmm. and, uh, but it, but it really does help. And what's interesting is this concept is, you know, it's, it's age old, like this, you know, like if you, um, so there's a book called the, the lives of the artist by Giorgio Versari. And, uh, and in it, like he just essentially is talking, telling stories about all the artists throughout the Renaissance. And one of the major things that I noticed is they all used to love on each other. They used to love on each other and they used to compliment each other's artwork and they would just mingle together. And there was, there didn't seem to be, uh, I mean, I'm sure there was, but there didn't seem to be just this overall, uh, sense of like, um um uh what you call it um animus between animus between the artists just because they're artists you know what i'm saying like you know between tattoo artists you know we you know we were just raised on this idea of scarcity you know and i can't teach you this and i can't teach you that uh but you know when in actuality artists mingling is one of the most natural things that you could do Mm -hmm you know, to help your heart mm-hmm. along. So 
Yeah, hundred percent. You know, because like, what's what's it going to do tearing down somebody else's artwork? You know, right. it's not going to make you any better. You know, mm-hmm. to to keep information about the artwork. Right. Not going to do anything good. You know, so if you know the information, share the information because like. It's just like anything, you can give somebody all the information in the world. Like when we give clientele information about how to take care of their tattoos, it's a bunch of information. Some of them don't pick any of it because it's so much information. It's overwhelming, you know, to us, yeah. it's simple. You know, it's, it's, it's such an important thing to have uh, an, our, a community or a family, you know, either way, that's just really positive and complimentative and stuff like that because it's more about um keeping that train going you know keeping that snowball growing um more than making sure that everything is absolutely perfect um you know it's it's so it's such an important thing you know and i get that's what's one thing i really like about the reinventing the tattoo group because you get a lot of that um and it's it's helpful you know you're able to see how a bunch of people take their art and which way they go and then um yeah, it's just, it's, it's such an important thing. And like, why can't we do it? You know, like, you know, yeah. that old school biker mentality of like, oh, this information's mine. Like, yeah, I get it. But like, you can still like, you know, hype up your, you know, the artist down the street, you know, like, dude, you know, like give respect. And I was like, dude, you did really good on that. You know, mm-hmm. um, so better than the last piece they did. Heck yeah. Make sure it's like, dude, heck yeah. Good job. Keep that up. You know? Um, yeah. It's just, Hyping people up, you know, it doesn't do anything wrong. Yeah. You know, you know, unless it, it does something good for you and your soul. Yeah. 100%, you know, because negativity is just going to grow more negativity. So let's not do that. So, yeah. I I wanted to, to ask you if, is there any, is there anything that you wanted to share, upcoming projects that you, that you're excited about is there anything that like you know anything if you want to do wants to get this tattoo please no <laughs> one right yeah <laughs> yeah just the neon animals been been fun um i guess one thing that i wanted to talk about um i was thinking about earlier um is just like the technique because like one of my coworkers asked like oh you use your eraser a lot this that and the other thing and um like we do I have the, the form drawing. Uh, I do a lot of that. I build stuff up and layer after layer. And then like, I also use my eraser to like take away things, but like, I don't know, it's in school, you'd use your eraser when um, like, oh, I didn't do something right. Or like, oh, I misspelled that. I did something wrong. You'd use your eraser. So, and I was thinking about it. It's like, well, I wonder if there was a connection with that. And then when you take it to art towards like, oh, I gotta make sure it's good. Don't use your eraser. Don't screw up, you know, type of thing compared to, eraser is just a tool it has nothing to do with right or wrong you know so it's just like when when i'm drawing and everything like that because i do a bunch of digital like uh my you know my brush you know that's the the shading the darker side of everything and then uh, my eraser is just my lightning tool to where i'm dispersing the light where i need it to go and it helps me shape form because i'm using the 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 shadow and lights and stuff like that so like um, to be able to take the concept of like a eraser being a bad thing or like don't use your eraser or anything like that, like do the opposite, use nothing but your eraser, you know, just put, take some charcoal, put it all over a piece of paper and then just use your eraser because it's a tool. There's nothing wrong with, you know, um, with doing that because it's, it's, it's such a huge thing. Um, 
Um, yeah, because that, that, that helped me out so much. Because so it's um, almost like reductionism. It, I'm gonna like, look that up so I can either agree or disagree. Because reduction, I think I don't. I might, I might not be using it correctly, but I will say that it's like if you if you take a take a, a a sculptor, you know, a sculptor sculpting a statue is doing reductionism. Like he's just constantly, you know, removing stone in order to create the the, the statue. So like your eraser is kind of doing the same thing to an extent. Yeah, yeah, could be wrong. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, it's kind of the same thing as you're creating form. Um, because you're, um, because the way that, you know, some of the form drawing I do, um, I'm, it, like when you ask, like, how do I get better at black and gray? And I said, sculpting, um, mm -hmm. yeah. the best advice, but like, uh, for me artistically, um, that's what kind of makes sense when I'm, when I'm digitally painting is, um, I'm, I'm, you know, doing shapes, whatever. And then I find what I like. And then it's just like, I take clay and I put it in this area and then I sculpt it out. I take clay, I put it in this area, I sculpt it out. You know, like I put down all my dark and then I go in with my eraser and I lighten stuff up to where it's the form that I want. I try to think about it like mentally as like sculpting. So to, to kind of help with um, creating form and it also help with, uh, for me, um, to, to kind of keep in mind of like what the shapes things are, how the light's gonna hit it and stuff like that. So, um, I guess the sculpting thing was more of like to help with the whole like mental form building stuff because you um, know it, it makes connections for me. Um, it makes yeah. sense. I mean, if you know how something is shaped, I mean, if you're sitting there creating the shape of something, then you intrinsically know how the light is going to interact with it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's like stepping stones, dude. Everybody knows it. That mm -hmm. ball and shading that ball and learning all the different types of shading that plus shapes and realism you know like <laughs> so um but yeah we can if you wanted to um we can build a little bit more upon the form drawing and do like just i don't know if you have time or anything like that try it out yeah heck yeah i'm Anybody just sitting here making like preference yeah i think that would be that would be so much fun uh so i think um are you able to share your screen? I, I'm not, you, you know, if you're using OBS or you can also, you know, if you have a tablet, um, you can share. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. I've got my laptop and everything like that. And I was messing with OBS before and it just like, let me turn it on. And um, just seemed like the quality was poor, but I don't know. I will spotlight you and then we ought to be able to make sure that this it's coming up for everybody. Mm -hmm. So I'm, um, yeah, I'm just checking out our stream right now. It looks like we're, yeah, so there's your, you just finally, you just finally came up and I think you're probably gonna be the, the main screen. Perfect. Cool. Perfect. So, all right. So. Kyle, you you got the helm here. Um, okay. Kyle's going to do a, a, a demo for us. This form drawing technique that um, that's really used to great effect. So take it away. Yeah, yeah. Um, so one quick thing, um, it definitely helps out with things. And so like the the form drawing, I'm more just worried about the form. Zero. I'm not worried about detail at all. So like I'm just going to draw like a, a bird wing, whatever stuff like that. 
And so I've got, you know, it's the form, everything like that. You know, I'm going to start laying down feathers. And then I just take my eraser tool with my marker thing. And then I just, you know, still a big shape, big brushes. Always use that. You know, you just kind of build up stuff, you know. And then I always overthink this stuff when I'm like, oh, people are watching me. I'm just going to draw. I might be quiet. So. Well, no, this is nice. I think just uh, oh, oh. to do a little bit of this technique. Yeah. I like this subtractive sort of thing. Um, <laughs> uh, no, that, yeah, that's, that makes, that's making sense. Um, so you're thinking about like, there's a form and it's, it's having some, there's some light that's kind of hitting it and starting to scatter around. Yeah. Yeah. So like, say like, um, I'll make it really drastic. So um, or like the light source is coming from like this way. Um, and then just move it all. Oh, guys, whatever. Um, and then, so this is kind of where um, I would start like introducing the ball, you know, essentially to where um, you're going to have, you know, your, your highlight, your, you know, um, your light spot, you know, because highlights are going to be the white. But then you have your light spot and then it's going to go a little bit darker. And then you're going to have your core shadow. And then you're going to have like your ambient lighting type of thing. If that makes sense, I'm going to make that a bit darker so we can see it a little bit easier. Um, but yeah, you're going to have your light and then, you know, it's going to get a little bit darker and then you're going to have your core shadow and then you're going to have your ambient lighting, which is such a fun thing to do um, because, you know, typically if you think about it, um, what the way I used to do it um, is like, oh, this is the bottom of it. I'm just going to shade it dark here and then make it lighter that way which yeah, traditional, everything that works great, but um, artistically, like, I guess like if you're wanting to do more of a, a 3D type of thing, um, it's it works out, it's, it, it adds just so much. Oh, that's the wrong, that's the different colors. That's not gonna work. Okay, that one, yeah, cool. Um, but yeah, just the the ambient lighting type of thing is so, so, it's, it's so cool um, because in the circumstance of like, um, uh, I'll think of an example um, eventually, but um, it's just, yeah, this back and forth is all I do. Um, I'm not distinctly like, oh, this is my shading um, type of thing. Um, I do a lot of back and forth. I don't know. Um, no, that makes sense. So kind of like uh, the way that I've I've heard it described before as uh, like a push and pull, right? You're kind of yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great way of doing it because like, because um, if I get, once you get to a certain point, um, it, it gets to where, um, you know, you're, you add, if you're adding shading, if you're adding dark to it, you're pushing it. Um, if you, the way that makes sense to me. So you, the darker it is, you know, of course, like with some things, of course, it's like pushing away from the viewer's eye 
And then when you're lightening it up, you're kind of, you know, you're doing the opposite. You're bringing it closer. So I guess instead of having the light source here, maybe having it here would be better. And then, cause yeah, that would help out this side, be able to get a darker line there, which help out, would help the overall silhouette of the, of the wing. Um, and then just build it there and then, yeah. 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 And that's such a crazy concept of like worrying about like the viewer's eye, you know, not just drawing something. It's like, well, how the heck are they going to look at this? How are we going to look at it? You know, type of thing. Um, but yeah. Um, well, I can see it already. Like the, you know, basically you've got, um, you, you've got all of the big shapes blocked in and and now like if you were to to really get serious like you know put in serious details and stuff they're going to all conform to their their position as far as the light you know so yeah they're yeah. going to i think that's always that's always something that's it's it's easy to do you know you just like you end up getting you know really uh almost ahead of yourself, if you will, right? Like you, you know, you start putting in the details too early and then mm -hmm. it somehow messes up the form. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah, a hundred percent. Because then you just start getting focused on this one thing and you spend all this time on this one area that it just, the, it's, the rest of it doesn't fit. You know, I've done that so many times and I've struggled with that so many times that um, being able to just worry about the form first compared to worrying about any detail at all, like zero detail. Think about it as like, I'm not allowed to put detail in yet. Um, Cause that's gonna, you know, mess everything up that it's um, kind of just, you know, kind of know, restrict yourself a little bit, work with it. It's practice. It, it takes a minute. It's hard sometimes. Um, Cause we're so used to doing things a certain way. Um, but once you get, you know, happy enough to a certain spot, um, with the form and everything like that, that you can start adding like little details if you want, if you want, you know, depending on what style you're doing, um, of things where it's just like, that's such a cool wing when you tell me about. Um, <laughs> uh, it's, I mean, it's just a really great way. This is a really great way to start, I think. And, um, well, yeah, like that, um, gosh, I can't remember, was it the lion or I remember there being like a wing or something. Cause like we talked about the form drawing, um, one week on class. And then it was like the next week or the week after that, that it's like, well, James already got form drawing down. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's so, cool. it so cool. I was like, wow. You know, it like, well, yeah. I'm familiar with it. You know what I mean? A little bit, but I think at the same time, it's, um, it's always, just like we were talking about with other, you know, you hang out with other artists and you get a chance to see how they approach things and you, you're able to, you know, revisit it for yourself. You're able to figure out like, you know, some, some ways that it could, uh, um, you could, you could try something new. And so, mm -hmm. yeah, for, for me, Spirit and I were talking about it and there's a really interesting way to do this on paper too. Uh, and I think you were mentioning it also, Kyle, like you can, you can take some charcoal and you can spread it all over your paper and then you can, you know, use your eraser, like in a subtractive 
away, right? You're mm-hmm. always sort of taking things away. You can always put a little bit more charcoal down as well, but but uh, but basically you're um, you're able to do um, to do this sort mm-hmm. of uh, push and pull, but mm-hmm. but in terms of you know having uh, having a real um, uh, tactile you know analog to it right with uh through, through the charcoal and i think that's a that's you know that can also be really useful um mm-hmm. it can be really uh informative a hundred percent dude like to be like even if like you don't have access to charcoal or anything like that like um or you know there's a uh, what do you call it? Um, Artigan, Artigan paper is just like black construction paper or anything to start and then take any light color or just white or whatever you want to do. Um, can I invert that? Invert. Cool. And then um, essentially do the opposite to where I was worrying about the shadowing and everything like that. Because if you invert it, I'm I now worried about the light. What? I, I missed that step. Did you? Uh, how did you do that? Do a, oh, How invert? did you invert it? Yeah. So you bring up the layer, right? And then you click on the picture and it's going to bring up a menu. You see that menu? Yeah. And then it's uh, invert is like almost near, near the bottom. You got reference. Okay, in the got it. And that just inverts cool. your image. Um, but I guess this would be another way to practice um, your redu- uh, yeah, your lightning, your reduction. What are we calling it? Using your eraser? What, what's the term that we're using for it? Oh, uh, but uh, reductionism. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yep, yep. Reductionism. So you practice um, just painting the light, um, and so once you kind of grasp that and get that kind of set in stone and figure it out, where it's just like you're painting the light, and then you know you're taking away. Um, the light to create the dark, everything like that. You're completely, you know, flipping the situation reverse. It helped me out immensely um, to where I did both for a while to where now I'm kind of using both techniques of to where it's like I'm focusing on the dark with my 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 brush and then I'm worrying about my lights with the eraser. It's like that's dark and all erasers. So I'm not erasing mistakes. I'm not doing anything like that. Uh, it's just a the opposite tool um the give and take um man that stuff is so philosophical um (laughs) yeah um well it was nice to have another um another way to approach it also Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you you know like you can just take a tone paper and you can just add add you know some sort of white charcoal mm-hmm. or, you know like a lot of times um people have those uh, the white ink gel pens those are really mm-hmm. uh you know those are really useful for illustrations right to add like little highlights and stuff right on top of you know if you're you need marker you can use it on like colored pencils and stuff um, mm-hmm. so there's all kinds of all kinds of ways mm-hmm. but yeah then you can really get you can get really finicky with the details and and you know start to have this very rendered thing i think in a in a very short order mm-hmm. very quickly 
you know, starts to So creature creature says, well, let's let's check in the chat. So Mickey, Mickey Schlick, everybody, uh, he was mm -hmm. complimenting. I think that was a you know it was an earlier piece, of perhaps the perhaps the tiger piece. Um, but creatures on here, creature says, uh, is it just me or does that look like an X-ray of a tooth? Yeah, it kind of yeah, does. Look like an of a tooth. <laughs> oh, it does. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I think there's yeah, it's it's, it's that's really stark, you know, kind of. Uh, you've got that uh you've got that really uh high contrast going on and that's mm -hmm. that's definitely what you know what we see with like with x-rays and stuff as well um but i do think you know it's there's something that we get from you know we'll we figure out this puzzle right doing this push and pull and then um when it, when we go to like say render it like in a tattoo or something we have to use totally different techniques <laughs> to achieve it. You know, we don't have erasers. Mm -hmm. And so it's, um, it's funny how we would use the insight that we would get from doing this sort of a thing mm -hmm. in a tattoo yeah. scenario. Yeah. I really, yeah. Uh, I'm seeing like what, like, uh, what, what creature said, hi creature. Uh, uh, it, it all looks like a tooth, right? So what that makes me think is like, oh, the overall form, the silhouette of it, like, oh, I need to change that up to where it's going to be more obvious of a wing itself. So I've got to add more, you know, maybe more feathers that are kind of just spread apart a little bit more type of thing or change the angle of them a bit more. Because, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm just, I wasn't thinking about like the overall form um, while drawing and stuff like that. So like I can twist that feather out a bit more. Um, just add more stuff to the overall silhouette um, to where, yeah, even that, that looks more like a wing now, you know, compared to a tooth from a velociraptor. So. Yeah, no, I see, I definitely see the wing shape in it for sure. I think there's a, uh, you know, uh, I think it's starting to, it's really starting to come together. Um, but it takes time, you know what I mean? It would it would take time to build it up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I also was thinking about what you're saying, you know, if, if you were gonna render like a sphere or something like that, that would be, you know, just the way to kind of think about how this works. Um, it gives you a really quick kind of a really, really quick entry into this sort of a thing. And then mm -hmm. you can start to do these really, these much more complicated, you know, sorts of forms and stuff, especially, you know, um just having fun with it and uh being able to um achieve some really yeah some really nice results in a in a very efficient way mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah there's this uh um youtube artist um oh gosh keenan keenan lafferty um he does a lot of did I don't know what he's up to now but I remember he was doing a lot of like splash artwork for a computer video game um and his stuff was just so cool and so he would go through the process of like this that and the other thing of like how he did his form drawing and stuff like that and so I started to try and emulating that and then you know kind of running with it um and it just yeah it was a completely different process than just like starting with the line work 
you know, so like the detail, you know, cause like that's, you know, tattooing, tattooing is a hundred percent, you know, it holds, it relies on lining a lot. So like, oh, that's like one of the first things you're considering, but like, I guess the way that it makes sense to me is that what matters, I guess, is the reference piece. So if you're drawing it, you don't have to draw it like a tattoo. You can draw it in any manner you want to. The only thing that you're going to have to worry about is like, once it gets to like a finished part or when you're done with the design, that's when you're like, okay, so this is what I would do with line work for a tattoo and this, that, and the other thing, you know, the same as like worrying about the form and then worrying about detail, worrying about the design and then worrying about the tattoo, like completely different things. Um, so to, to be able to take the information that he was sharing um, and kind of run with that really helped um, change up my entire style um, of drawing and tattooing and everything like that. Um, so yeah, I owe a lot to that dude for sure. Um, and he doesn't even know me. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, and so it's like, it, it, it's also like, um, I'm going to ramble, but I'm just going to keep talking. So um, another thing that I like about the form drawing and like building stuff up slowly and stuff like that is what he would call um, artifacts and which it's essentially like the detail of like stuff overlapping and overlaying, just kind of creating itself to where I'm just kind of brushing in the shapes and this, that, and the other thing. And then like the overlapping stuff, like sometimes you can just use the detail from that. So where like, say in, um, maybe I should use, I'm gonna use a bright green. Um, that might be too bright, but we'll see. Um, like I have a, like a little bit of a rounded shape right here, you know, and that's just from an artifact. I didn't plan that out. And then I can just, you know, build another feather from there and just kind of work with the, what's, what's there compared to, oh, I want to put this here. I want to put that there. It's more of like an in the moment type of, type of drawing. Um, and that's another thing that helps me out to where it kind of keeps me guessing. I'm like, not all the time do I have like, oh, well, I want to draw this and then I draw it. Um, there's quite a few times to where I'm not even, I don't even know what the heck I'm going to draw. So I just start drawing shapes and see what comes together. You know, like my, my green man that I drew up, that's, that's how that happened. Um, I had zero idea what the heck to draw. And so I just started drawing shapes. I guess I could have done that. Um, time-lapse replay. Um, Let's see if I can. So yeah, like um, I didn't know what I was doing. So I just started drawing circles and stuff like that. And then I just started doing more shapes. And then I was like, oh, that's kind of a face right there. And then I just kind of kept building shapes, still not knowing what I'm doing and just building, you know, off shapes and this, that, and the other thing. And just kind of running with it and being like, oh, I like that. Oh, that'd be kind of cool to do this. And just kind of being in the moment drawing. Um, and then it would, uh, yeah, just back and forth form shape. Yeah. Just all over the place, whatever. Um, and then it would just, you know, slowly became that thing, whatever the heck that is. There's a wee little sausage in there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wouldn't downplay it. I think it's, it's really kind of magical to watch. Um, yeah. And I have a, I have a pretentious art term we can throw in here. That's like <laughs> Ooh, pretentious. Yes. Yeah. So here's one that we can, I think we can use um, for this and it's, it dates back to the Renaissance and it's, it's called a uh, 
the pentamente. 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 Yeah, the pentamente. It's fun to say it, right? It doesn't yeah. have to be pretentious. It's fun to say. But anyway, it's it, what it refers to is this uh, the gradual sort of you know accruance of like errant marks, right? And I think you know what you you know a lot of times what that was referring to would be like you know if you could see the ghost image of you know like say you put the hand in a place and then you decided to put it somewhere else or something like that. I think in this way you're kind of using these little these little marks right they're errant they're like this one goes here and that one goes there and then it, you're allowing them to sort of they're they're in there mm-hmm. and because there's so many it starts to become part of the composition and then they also you know they kind of generate something new out of it um and so yeah i think it's um i had a teach i don't know so i you know i don't know if it's uh if this works or not but i had a teacher say like it sounds like the word for repentance like you're asking for forgiveness <laughs> you know you're like oh look at i love the pentamente yeah. or whatever and um but uh, again it's just kind of like allowing you know allowing the the thing to be what it is i yeah. think that's you know i think that's a really important sort of thing that we have to what was that that was cool oh the the dragon we we're supposed to draw up i that's only how much i got done for it i was checking it out to be like oh what what was that i forgot about it oh, but yeah yes. I missed that day. Yeah, that was, I missed, dude, that feels so bad. I missed last week, and it was lighting. So, no, I'm well, sorry, I interrupted you. No, no, I just, yeah, I, it's ever, you know, life happens. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, uh, but again, it's you know, it's it's uh, it's really great. We were we were reflecting earlier about like, you know, how reinventing kind of brought us together. It was you know, it's great to meet you through that group, mm-hmm. and then you know. I've had the opportunity to do this drawing stream and and also mm-hmm. you know like i've had a chance to meet the gang right everybody that that comes to this thing um mm-hmm. that's been it's been a real like sort of blessing for me and um yeah this is uh today's show has been very cool it's been really i think informative to you know, to learn about collectives, to learn about your process, Kyle, to get a chance to spotlight you and to mm-hmm. see, you know, your workflow as well, I think has been, has been really, um, it's been really excellent and informative. Mm-hmm. Um, as we're wrapping up for the day today, um, I was, I was just wondering, you know, if you, you know, uh, you know, you, any, any final words of wisdom or advice for, uh, for the tattoo artists that are watching. Yeah, because this has just been great. Um, final parting where uh, uh, Spirit said um, the other day, um, um, it, it says, uh, be compassionate towards yourself or something like that. Um, give yourself room to breathe in the artwork. Give yourself the time to screw up on drawings you know if you don't like the drawing and you know you're it's not even screwing up it's like it's like the bob ross happy tree thing because like it's all a process you're learning is all you're doing and you're like oh i'm gonna try this okay well that didn't work out that's fine why didn't it work out you know and then just learning it from that way compared to um beating yourself up about it you know um we we all try we're all learning you know like you said we're as old as we're ever going to be and we're as young as we're ever going to be, you know, type of thing. And it's just, it's an entire reality. It's just like one big learning process. And so 
if you're just learning something, you can't get mad at somebody for it, you know? Um, so be, show yourself some love and kindness and be positive about your artwork and you will see things grow a hundred percent. Love yourself. No, I love that. Be excellent to each yeah. other and party on dudes. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, well, uh, again, Kyle, thank you so much for, uh, agreeing yeah, Kyle, this has been great. to come on the show and to share your work with us. And, um, I think this is going to be one that people could watch over and over again, uh, especially for your fantastic demo. Really, really, uh, your, your wing turned out great. Um, I know, sure right? But that was great. I'm trying to myself some grace here. I'm not going to subject you all to this. Anyway, Kyle, thank you again so much. Um, Why don't we, uh, if we could do some quick sign-offs, we're going to wrap it up for the day. Uh, Mm -hmm. Spirit, we got you. Uh, Tell us who you are and where we can learn more about you. Um, Go for it. Hey, what's up, guys? My name is uh, Spirit. Uh, I've been tattooing since 2008, full-time since 2010. Uh, you can find me at Tattoos by Spirit on Instagram. Tattoosbyspirit.com is my website and Tattoos by Spirit on TikTok. And uh, Kyle, I just want to say I really, really appreciate you for doing this show today. I I, I, had, I, I know I was just ripping and running and doing errands and, and stuff, but I, I just had to make it today. I could not miss this show. I was really, really looking forward to it the whole time. Um, I think I mean, I think you do a great job of explaining yourself. You know what I mean? Like, you you know, you it's like, you know, it's like, you know, these things. And you, you just know how to talk about them and explain them. And I think that's a really strong, um, you know, um, ability that, that you have. So, um, yeah, now this has been great. Um, and I, you know, I just can't thank you enough for, you know, sharing your expertise with the rest of us. Well, yeah, yeah, of course, man. Like I'm, I'm more than happy to share and, and thank you for the kind words, man. Um, I always enjoy getting the phone calls from you um, slash side note. Um, I'll send you pictures and stuff like that of why I like the polarized filter and talk about that more. Um, Heck yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I have some pictures, but yeah, uh, thank you. Thank you, Spirit. I really, really appreciate that stuff, man. Absolutely. Let's make it a point to talk about polarized filters uh, coming up. We'll, 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 we'll talk about it next week. Okay, so cool. Leave, we're going to leave the audience wanting more. Right? <laughs> you're yeah. going to want to catch us next week where we, we right. do a deep dive into uh, filters for, tattoo, for photographing your tattoos. Um, Kyle, let me have you. Uh, oh, hey, let me show my face. Yeah, go ahead and <laughs> let's see. Let's see. Your, yeah, let's see. Yeah, there you are. There it. Hi. Um, so my name is Kyle Olson. Um, I tattoo out of a Trinity Art Collective in Tucson, Arizona. Um, if you want to get a hold of me or reach out to me, um, you can get a hold of me um, via Instagram, uh, the DMs at Olson underscore tattoos, O L S O N. And you can also get a hold of me via the website of trinityartcollective.com. Um, I'm more than happy to talk art. I'm more than happy to talk tattoos. So like any questions, like anybody out there, if you have a question, like I'm going to try to answer it. Like I may not have the answer, but I'm going to, I'll try to help find it because I think in those circumstances, like we're both going to get something out of it. You know, like I, I can learn somebody from that's been tattooing for a week. You know, I can learn something from, you know, type of thing. So it's just a, a, a share, you know, and, and I love it. I nerd out on this stuff all the time. Like it's all I talk about. The wife hates it. Uh, 
So, <laughs> uh, but um, James, thank you so much um, for hosting the show. I, I enjoy it thoroughly every single time. I'm super thankful that I started doing this stuff. Um, and, and Spirit, thank you. Thank you so much um, too. Thank you for coming and talking and um, everything like that. I greatly appreciate your insights and your views on things and your questions and stuff like that. Um, it's just, it's, it's just so much fun. Like, I don't know how else to describe it, man. Like it's, it's so much fun. I have a blast. I have an absolute blast hanging out with you guys and just talking to art and tattoos. Like it's so much fun. And I'm so thankful for you guys. Word. Same. Thank you, Kyle. Yeah, no, that was really was, um, it really was a great show. Um, so, uh, we want to make sure to thank Guy Etchison again for, mm-hmm. uh, you know, making this uh, possible. Um, also, uh, I, I definitely want to plug the uh, Alliance of Professional Tattooists, the APT. Uh, you can learn more about APT by visiting safetattoos.org. Uh, and if you're a professional tattooist, right, a professional tattooer, you should consider joining. Um, there's a lot of great benefits. But of course, uh, one of the biggest benefits is solidarity with, uh, with other like-minded individuals within the industry. So um, again, APT. Alliance of Professional Tattooists, uh, check it out. Uh, they have your your interests at heart. Um, I'm James Wisdom. You can find me on the internet at Tattooing Wisdom. Uh, this has been Drawing for Tattooers. Uh, and again, thank you, Kyle, so much for being our special guest. Spirit, thanks for coming. Um, hey. Happy drawing, everybody. Right, we're going to see you next stream.